My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's WNR 242. Welcome to the start of a huge weekend for the WNR podcast. Tonight we bring you three episodes of NXT UK as we build towards NXT TakeOver Cardiff. And that's tomorrow night, and we are live at 5 for a live pre-show as we run through the card, bring you the games, all the news, and the UK before the TakeOver event. Then Sunday, we bring you the entire event. But let's get started. And before we do anything, let's do the alternate intro. And the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he did not exist. And like that, he is gone. And that is from The Usual Suspects. And our first episode of Next UK is July 31st from Plymouth Pavilions. And on commentary is Vic Joseph and Aidan English. With less than a month to go before takeover Cardiff, the card has mostly taken shape. And now we have the big main event, Tyler Bate versus Volta for the United Kingdom title. Could be the best match promotion has ever had in its short history, and that should be enough to carry the whole thing. In addition to that, it's time to find out about the tag team titles, meaning Zach Gibson greatness. So, let's get to it. Well, we open with a Harley Race tribute video. I'll say he's earned it. The opening sequence. And our first match is Noam Dar versus Ashton Smith. The bigger Smith drives him into the corner to start. Dar grabs the arm. Since it's kind of hard to flip around with someone holding your arm, Smith gets pulled down without much effort. Smith goes to the arm as well with Dar heading straight to the ropes to show intelligence. A nice drop kick works better for Smith, but Dar claims an eye injury. As Smith has seen a Dar match before, he goes straight at Dar in the corner and gets back dropped to the floor. Well, back in and Dar grabs the armbar again before countering his fury into a ankle lock. That lasts less than three seconds as Smith is right back up with a closed line and a running kick to the chest. Dar kicks him in the leg and hits a running elbow to the back of the head for two of his own. Two. This time it's Smith playing possum. Hello, possum. And he can score with a super kick, but Dar avoids the middle rope leg lariat. Then Nova Roller gives Dar the pin at 5.44. Well, it makes sense to go that way and is the next step in what he's been doing lately. Smith is someone with obvious athleticism. 
but has never has nothing in the way of character or anything that makes him stand out. How many people does that apply to around here? Well, post-match star talks about how he's here to wrestle all the time and promises to be in Cardiff. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tyler Bate talks about Trent Seven not being medically cleared, but he isn't going to let Walter get away with this. In Cardiff, he's becoming a two-time, two-time champion. Well, here are the grizzled young veterans for a chat. Gibson does the usual intro and a fan asks where his car. He checked his car. Anyway, Gibson doesn't want to hear about Gallus beating a bunch of Joe Blows and Johnny Kickpads to get a little shot. Cue Gallus to say they're not demanding, but rather taking a championship match in Cardiff. Hang on, though. Is here a Flash Morgan Webster, or Morgan Flash Webster, or Webster Morgan Flash, and Mark Andrews to interrupt. They want in on this title match as well because Andrews is the hometown boy in Cardiff. Webster knows that they can beat both teams, but Gibson says Johnny Saint makes the matches, and if they want a title shot, earn it. We get video of TakeOver Blackpool, which is inspiring everyone to be ready for Cardiff. Various people are excited, even if they're unlikely to be on the show. Travis Banks has promised himself that he's going to Cardiff. Dark can say he's going to take over all he wants, but his spot isn't guaranteed either. Banks leaves and Webster Andrews comes out of Saints office saying they have earned their takeover spot as well. They can prove themselves over the next few weeks. And our first match that we're going to watch Burton Jenny versus Zaya Brookside and the most dangerous woman in WWE at this moment in time, Piper Nivens, coming out here. And she'll be looking to be at takeover Cardiff and looking to send a statement here. But Jazzy Gaber and herself has been impressive in recent weeks as well, Dan, hasn't she? She has, yes. Uh, she's a very impressive dominant force as well, and that's what you need to kind of counteract the dominant force that is Piper Niven. Yeah, Piper Niven ran through. Uh, but Ginny there is looking to send a message, and uh, I wonder if Brookside could be friends with Niven and maybe have a little team up a bit like Ginny is on the other side. And as we look towards takeover, we know we've got Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray, but can any of these four women be challenging for the women's title soon? Uh, I think all four of them have a legitimate argument to fight for the title, to be honest. And Jenny comes running to start, but Brookside with a drop kick. I think for me, I think Brookside and Jenny might need a, a little bit more development. I don't know if I'm being biased, but I think Niven is definitely ready to step up and have a shot at the championship. And as for Gabert, I don't know if we've seen as much of her, but I think she'll work better as the kind of security guard or, you know what I mean, bodyguard as an actual... Uh, even competitor. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, obviously, they've, uh, she's got a little bit of work to do. But, um, yeah, you know, having the strong Jazzy Gaber in her corner certainly helps push her along. No doubt. The skinniest woman in the UK gets Irish whipped and has been double teamed by Niven and Brookside. This is takedown, sends her into the corner right in the midst of Jazzy Gaber. But the, uh, the distraction lasted long enough as Ginny, as Ginny hit the Huge forearm, knocking Zia Brookside down. And now going to assault on Brookside. Going to take her into a corner. Let Gaber have a tear. Now Gaber's getting in the face of Piper Niven. I think everyone wants to see these two women uh, go at it. Continuous taunt. That's not going to help. You don't want to poke the bear. Ginny gets a tag in. He's trying to take advantage of it now. Zia Brookside tries to tag in Piper Niven, but Ginny just cuts her off and starts clapping Zia's head. Ginny comes charging in towards Brookside, who's in the corner. Wazir managing to fight off elbows to Jazzy. Ducks under the clothesline from Ginny and tags in Piper Niven. And Ginny just gets run through very quickly. And they've got a huge double act smashes by Niven. Pick Lamina down. 
And now it's Piper's chance to get in the face of uh, Jazzy Gaber. He comes charging into the corner, but Ginny moves out of the way, looking for a Hesses' takedown, but Piper catches her and just gives her a buckle bomb into the corner, telling her to tag in Jazzy. She wants a big woman for herself. As we want to see, and both women are backing down. Huge strikes. <laughs> Neither one really getting advantage. Gaber went for the big one there. Niven blocked. Delivers a huge headbutt. A bit of a Glasgow kiss. And a cross body into the cover. But Gaber managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Now Niven tagging in Brookside. Bit of double team there. Wheelbarrow into a splash. And then Niven follows it up with a huge running senton. Brookside Gaber managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. That was impressive by Gaber there to withstand the onslaught. Brookside trying to pick Gaber up. Gaber stands up in her face. Zara's trying to do her best to fight out. Manages to duck a clothesline but just gets caught by Gaber as she was going for a Hurricane Rana into a sidewalk slam with authority. Gaber just dragging the lifeless body of Brookside over to Ginny. Then Ginny picked the bones of Brookside fighting back with a head, uh, snapmare takedown. Oh! Rare Ripley has made an appearance as well. Well, Rare Ripley last seen feuding with Niven and Niven uh, coming down. Now these two women fighting their way up the ramp. Shouldn't that be a disqualification? Well, the referee's distracted at this moment in time as Rare Ripley getting a couple of cheap shots now. Oh, oh my God, Ripley and Niven out there. Referee couldn't see. Ginny was busy beating up Brookside at the time with Gaybert's distraction. Now trouble. Well, Brookside not backing down. She gets caught with a kick to the head. Knocks her out. One... Two, no. Brookside managing to kick out. Oh, well, that was impressive by Brookside there. Showing a bit of heart. Not out of this yet. Code breaker. Ginny really sells that one. <laughs> and now Brookside looks to the corner, but Niven's not there. Well, she needs to turn her attention back to Ginny, who, after the code breaker, has recovered very quickly. Maybe it was only a partial shot. Maybe Ginny's just not very good. <laughs> and she's trying the forearms. I think it's the latter. Jawbreaker and Jenny's not made it. No, and Brookside with a running bulldog. You can see Brookside's in a really bad way at the moment. She bounced off the ropes. Lovely head scissors takedown. Running knees to the back of the head into the cover. One, two, no. Jenny managing to kick out. Oh. And again, Brookside couldn't put her away. Fighting an uphill struggle at the moment. And she's picking up Jenny, but Jenny managing to get back to Gaber. Tag into Jazzy. I don't think Brookside realises. Ah, Ginny gets kicked away. And Brookside cross-bodies the pair of them. And now could Brookside upset the odds and take out Gaber? Well, looking for the code breaker. It gets blocked. Huge clothesline takedown for Jazzy. Oh, my God. Easily powers her up. And just slams her into the mat. And it's dominated. One, does two, the job. Three. Gaber gets the win. I think they needed that, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I can't help but think Jazzy is the wrong kind of name for <laughs> this dominant force of a woman. Yeah, I think as it, maybe we might see a name change, or maybe we'll see a storyline with uh, Ginny down the road. But Brookside, I think, showed enough there uh, to to give us hope. And like I said, I don't think Niven and Ray Ripley are finished yet. Uh, no. Well, this was a nice way to set up a few things at once with Niven versus Ripley being ready for a heck of a monster showdown. At the same time, if Tony Storm survives, Carly and Jazzy would be a great next step for her. Ginny and Jazzy are, great, uh, are a very good example of the formula that has worked for a few years. So giving them a harder push would be fine. We get a video on Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray with Storm citing Ray as an inspiration. 
Ray talks about seeing Tony as a bubbly girl and they have a long history in the ring. Now they get to do this on the big stage. Well, Ia Dragunov was about to be interviewed in the dark when Cassis Ono came in and turned on the light. That's it for Ono, which doesn't sit well with Dragunov, and they'll fight next week. Also next week, Morgan Flash Webster will face Mark Coffey. And it's Dave Mastiff versus Mark's brother Joe in our next match. So these two big men finally going out. And of course, let's not forget about TakeOver Blackpool when Joe Coffey faced off with Pete Dunne. But Mastiff himself has been on a little bit roll. Who are you favouring these two behemoths right now? Uh, I'm going to go with the bomber Dave Mastiff. Well, Joe to prove. Can he do it tonight as both men just run into each other? It's the immovable force and the immovable object. Two big Mack trucks are now big shots. They're exchanging blows in the middle of the ring. Who's going to cave first? Looks like Coffee getting a slight advantage. Oh, Mastiff lures him in. Hiplock takedown. And I was impressed by Dave Mastiff. Is his look... I mean, I, I don't like Dave Mastiff's look, but what do you think? Do you think he uh, looks like a star? Um, I think he is, yeah. He does look like a star. He's, he's you know, look one of the typical big men. You look at Earthquake, Typhoon, so on, you know, so on and so forth. He's well in that category, but he's a million times better worker. Well, Joe Coffey there showing his agility. As he's sprinkling rope, but gets caught by Mastiff. Delivers a back elbow to release the grip, though. Uh, both, men, both men exchanging huge forearms. Uh, Joe Coffey now holding on for dear life. Holding on to the turnbuckle. Oh! <laughs> well, the turnbuckle cover gets ripped off. We've got an exposed turnbuckle there. Uh-oh, and now he's in. And here comes Mastiff. Oh, no. Coffey comes in and just rams Mastiff back first into that exposed turnbuckle. Uh, uh, do you know something? I like two big men just going at it. Do you know what I mean? Like they've done right Absolutely, now. Yeah. They're not mucking around. And now Coffey smells blood going for the midsection. And I think Joe Coffey's got a lot of ghosts from his past to kind of uh, exercise as well. When you think about everything that happened with Pete down at Blackpool and since then, running his mouth. If the only man he couldn't beat in the NXT UK was Pete Dunne, what's stopping him now? Absolutely, yeah. You know, Pete Dunne's not about... I mean, don't get me wrong, Dave Mastiff and Volta aren't the greatest. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't really want to face them. Absolutely not, no. Uh, Dave Mastiff, do you think he could be a viable competitor for Volta's title if he overcomes Joe Coffey? I think there's an excellent chance, chance he could. You know, it would be nice to see someone bigger than Volta and Mastiff definitely fits Phil. And then again, I wouldn't mind seeing Joe Coffey versus him. There's maybe a different kind of matchup. You know, I know it's two hills kind of going at it. I mean, is there a chance Gallus could turn face maybe? I don't know. I think, you know, a face turn would open a few things up for them because they've got the tag titles to go for and the NXT UK titles to go for. So it would be in their best interest, I suppose. And if the Imperium have been that dominant, the stable, that are trying to be exactly the same as well. I mean, these are the questions. And Coffee now is just trying to slow it down a little bit. Even though he's probably got the speed advantage over Mastiff, just trying to wear the big man down. So forget Mastiff is the one at takeover event. In the past as well. So what is it about Dave Mastiff that you you don't like? Outfit. I, I just, his legs. I don't know. I just feel that a bit more like I see him at Butlins than I would in WWE. No offence to him, but kind of, even his look as well, it's like a, a second-rate kind of character as opposed to, you know, don't get me wrong, Mastiff. Dave, if you're listening to this, mate, I'm just, I'm just trying to be nice. You know, I'm not trying to be horrible, but... I just don't get it. It doesn't strike me as a killer. He just... It's like Dozovic. I don't look at him and think, oh, there's a monster. There's just a bit of... You know, I could put those two guys together and have a comedy tag team. 
Well, I see your point, but, you know, booked right and billed right, I think he could be a legitimate monster. As he just throws Joe Coffey halfway across the ring with a lovely German. And again, a huge body drop. Big Dave Mastiff is hurting at the moment. His game plan is good. Don't get me wrong, I don't like Joe Coffey either, so... No? No, he's just a Drew McIntyre wannabe, isn't he? Don't get me started. <laughs> but, you know, these two big men... Oh, he's had more title shots than Drew McIntyre. That's why McIntyre wants to come to the UK. Imagine him versus Walter. Fucking hell. But anyway, we're looking at these two guys. Who's going to get the advantage? Perhaps he could go back to the, uh, the NXT face that he was. And Coffee and Master on the outside. They've got to be careful here. Oh, a huge lariat there sending Joe Coffee head first into the ring post. And Coffee may be out there. That was vicious. Joe's certainly feeling the uh, the wounds here. Referee's putting the gloves on. I think there's a bit of blood on show. As Dave rolls Joe back in the ring. Well, Coffee's head just rattled against that ring post. And now Mastiff on the assault. And it's just showing a different side to Big Dave Coffee. Oh, there's blood on Joe. And that... Dave's just uh, like a shark that smells it and just going straight after it. And that's vicious shot after shot, unprotected. You talk about concussions, you know, these days Coffee most definitely has one as he tries to fight back. Oh. Well, Joe looking to go up top, but getting a bit wobbly. His equilibrium might be a bit shot as Dave drags him back in the ring. Hits a huge senton. Goes for the cover, but no, Joe managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, I think Coffee just wants to get out of harm's way. But here comes Dave Mastiff. Huge running clothesline, knocked down, who's on the edge of the apron. And now both men in a really precarious position. This really isn't going to run well for someone. Oh, Mastiff looked maybe for a German suplex, couldn't pick him up due to the bad midsection. Oh, and Joe comes charging in, spears Mastiff back first into the ring post. I think he injured himself a See how quickly Coffee moved well, make sure Master didn't fucking fall on him. Absolutely, yeah. And now referee's counting, and these two men just screaming at each other. Oh, and Dave Master with a huge shot as referee up to eight to nine. And now it looks like... Yeah. Ten. Both but, men double count out. And that was a bit of a disappointment. I thought it was quite a job match up until that point. Absolutely, yeah, but it's again a good way of booking these two big guys and... Uh, you know, protecting them as well. You know, both men were obviously injured. Mastiff with the back into the exposed turnbuckle. Joe with the head into the side of the ring post as well, bleeding. But it was a pretty, it was a good enough power brawl, though. The ending felt pretty lame. You can pencil him in for a rematch at Cardiff. And the stimulus story to Dominic Dijakovic versus Keith Lee from the regular NXT, which isn't a bad idea. Mastiff has been well-protected force around here. And that could go somewhere if they decide to pull the trigger on him. Well, they have to be separated with Mastiff shouting at Joe to end the show. Well, this wasn't their strongest show, but they moved forward with most of the matches really set up for TakeOver. There's still a few more things that need to be made ready in those few weeks. TakeOver could be a rather good show, and while this week wasn't the best, the Bait versus Walter match is going to be more than enough to carry everything. Absolutely, yes. So we move on to our next episode of NXT, and it's 14th of August. Well, there's no cold open, and it's straight into the NXT UK theme song, which is dusted by Asteroid Boys. Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness welcome us to another edition of NXT UK. Today's show takes place from Plymouth, England. Competition tells us that exclusive UK champion Volta will be played later. Well, Gallus' music hits, and out comes Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Coffey will be competing in our opening contest against Webster Morgan Flash, the matchup could have implications on a future NXT UK tag title shot. Webster is out second, accompanied by partner 
Mark Andrews. So first match, Morgan Flash Webster versus Mark Coffey. Well, Coffey tosses Webster to the mat, showing off his power. Crowd heavily crucifix attempt. Webster switches to a roll-up and gets a near fall. The pace picks up and Coffey gets sent to the outside. Webster goes up for a plancher, but Coffey moves. Wolfgang and Webster start jaw-jacking, and Coffey takes advantage of the opportunity and nails Webster from behind. Andrew shouts at Gallus, but does nothing so the match can continue. Back in the ring, Coffey locks Webster up in a modified Cobra clutch. Webster escapes. Coffey makes him pay with a full Nelson slam and cover. Two count. Two. Another clutch applied. Webster fights out of the submission again, but Coffey tossed him to ringside. Coffey and Andrews argue. Webster out of nowhere, a miss- baseball slide. He throws Coffey back in and connects with Moonsault. Coffey kicks out at two. Ah, Webster two. Off- Webster off the ropes. Coffey catches him with chokeslam for two. Two. Webster rocks Coffey from the apron and climbs to the top. Wolfgang causes a distraction. Webster misses a swan tom. Andrews hits Wolfgang, but Coffey takes him out of Valeriot. Coffey goes after Webster, cradle from Webster, and he's got the victory. So Flash Morgan Webster wins by pinfall. Well, backstage NXT UK women's champion Tony Storm is interviewed. She says she's very excited for a title defence coming up in Wales, and she hesitates as a relationship with Ray clearly is affecting her at the moment. She promises that at TakeOver, she'll be ready to defeat Candice. We get a preview for NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Kaylee Ray. And she'll be ready to defeat Kaylee. We get a preview for NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. And then we cut to Jordan Devlin, whose interview is cut short because Ray Ripley and Piper Niven are brawling. It takes several referees to separate them. Kenny Williams is out next for a second matchup of the day. He'll be facing the Kiwi Buzzsaw, Travis Banks. Full of bell rings, Armdar comes out and joins Joseph and McGuinness. At- we get a tie-up to start and Banks with a headlock. Williams bounces him off the ropes and a backslide pin attempt from Banks for a one count. One. Pace picks up and a series of counters leads to Williams attempting the Boston Crab. Banks blocks the hold and they take a moment to reset. Banks slows the action down with another headlock, but Williams connects with an elbow coming off the ropes. Or Bulldog blocked by Banks, leg sweeper running knee in session, and then traps Williams in the corner. Big chop, another snap there, and penalty kick combo from Banks. The cover, but Williams kicks out easily. Uh-huh. He nails Banks with a jawbreaker, then tosses him to ringside. He goes for a catapult drop kick, but Travis runs into the ring. Suicide dive through the bottom rope, and then throws Williams back inside and climbs. Double foot stomp for a near fall. Banks goes for a fisherman's buster. Williams cradles him and a two count. DDT from Williams for another near fall. Meanwhile, Dar stating on commentary how much better he is than both men since he's defeated them. Williams with a chop combo. Banks fires back with a super kick, but Williams hits a rebound lariat. Banks to the apron. Springboard elbow sends him to the outside again. Suicide dive connects from Williams. Back in the ring, top rope elbow from Williams. Cover and a close two. Two. Banks with a slice of heaven, kick out of nowhere, but it's not out of nowhere because there's only one thing that happens out of nowhere. He follows up with a Kiwi crush up. For Travis Banks wins and post-match. Banks and Dar start jawjacking and neither currently have a match scheduled for TakeOver Cardiff. Well, elsewhere, Cassius Ono prepares his battle with E. Dragunov in the main event. And we get an advertisement for the Clash of Champions where every title will be put on the line. 
And Nina Samuels is out for a women's division action. She'll be facing Isla Dawn, who's out second. So they tie up. Dawn shows us some nice technique to trap Samuels with a wrist lock and bring her to the mat. Samuels grabs her head and reverses the pressure to take control. It's a mission from Samuels and Dawn is in trouble early. Dawn gets to her feet and backs Samuels into the corner. A separation created. Dropkick from Dawn. Schoolboy pin nearly wins it for Dawn, but Samuels with another cheap shot out of the corner. She chokes Dawn with the assistance of the ropes. Referee forces her to break the hold and then Samuels with a drop kick to Dawn's lower back. She then follows it up with a drop toe hold, transitions right into a modified STF and then she switches to a front face lock. Dawn lands a boot to begin a comeback. Flurry of strikes. She goes for a butterfly suplex but Samuels picks her up in a fireman's carry. Dawn shifts her weight and falls off. Big forearm strike for a near fall. Samuel charges Dawn again and drops her to the apron. Huge kick by Samuels. Connects. Springboard elbow with a pin and Dawn kicks out. She gets to her feet, hits a kick to Samuel's head that has her rocked. German suplex, Samuels gets up, takes advantage of Dawn taking the ref by throwing an elbow. She gets, she follows up with Yuri Goshi. We'll flash back to last week's main event between Dave Mastiff and Gallus and Joe Coffey. The bout ended with a double count out with Mastiff and Coffey need to be separated for security so they wouldn't continue brawling. Well, we cut to general manager Johnny Saint and Sid Scaller and they announced that Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff will indeed have a rematch at NXT UK, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. And to ensure there will be a winner, it will be a last man. Oh, my God, what a huge match that will be. Well, EA Drugganoff is showing preparing for a showdown with Ono. Oh, no. Footage of Volta training at WXW in Germany is played. He's shown disciplining students for goofing around, telling them they can go to England if they want to do that. He asks a student to hit him with an uppercut, berating them for not doing it hard enough. He drops the young kid with a single chop. That is thunderous. Student Walter calls out looking like Tyler Bate. He assaults the student, choking him with a boot. Walter then challenges Tyler Bate to meet him face-to-face in the next week's show. Compton makes it official. Also next week, Imperium battles a hunt in tag team action. And his main event time, Cassius Ono is out first. The undefeated Io Dragunov is second. And here we go. Yeah, and what a match this should be. Fucking hell. So one of the things we're looking up in the build-up to the main event of NXT UK is the kind of different backgrounds between Tyler Bate and Volta. And I think that video shows uh, just kind of where Volta comes from and what his mindset is. And we'll be delving more into that tomorrow night as well we'll show the video and it's the complete entirety and also talk about Tyler Bate as well let's not forget still a very young man uh, with the world at his feet but unfortunately his next step is Volta but we're on to the main event now and like we said Cassius Ono versus Ia Dragunov so what have you thought of Cassius Ono's move to NXT UK do you think it's helped him at all I think it's helped the people that he's going against more you know because with Cassius Ono you know he's not going to a champion anytime soon and you know this cocky gimmick of him being better than everyone else is kind of helping out the younger talent and pushing them forward because you know Cassius Ono is definitely a a person who you can respect and you know can do wonders in the ring but you know just like that rub that he's given them yeah I think I think he's a bigger star in NXT UK than he is in uh, NXT. See tonight with Dragunov. What have we thought of him? We've, we've seen him a couple of times. I think the jury's still out on him, didn't you? Absolutely, yeah. I think, you know, one thing we've learned is that if you haven't heard of him, it takes a little while to warm us over with him. So we'll see what he could do. We've seen it before. We've seen his entrance. The kind of mad look in his eyes. 
I think I'm always going to be hoping for Alex Wright, but I mean, we'll see what happens. One thing is interesting is that they're obviously making him out to be a face, aren't they? You know, the kind of, even though it is a mental character to go against Ono, who's definitely a heel. Maybe we'll see something down the road with him mixing up with Walter or Imperium, you know, or am I just being kind of... You could potentially, but I don't know. It's uh, To me, it seems like he should be a heel. <laughs> but I suppose, you know, with uh, with the stereotypical kind of ration, you don't want them all to be heels. I think that's kind of what they're trying to steer away from. Well, the good thing about NXT and NXT UK is that um, he'll have a chance to prove himself in his biggest match so far in NXT UK. He seems laser-focused. And he is in the main event as well. And we are just a couple of weeks away from TakeOver. Be a huge win. But like I say, don't discredit Cassius Ono. Absolutely not. He's a wrestling genius. If you don't believe that, ask him. Indeed, yes. Well, they can mix up with the best of him, and if this is all about strikes, we know how dangerous Cassius can be. Cassius certainly the bigger man of the t- bigger man of the two, and can experience overcome youth. Uh, most definitely, you know, Dragunov is going to go in, give it everything. He's undefeated. He's got everything to lose, and they could just use his experience here. As said, a veteran. Used to mix it up with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan back at the Independence. So he's been there and done that before. And obviously there's going to be a size disadvantage as well. Is this the right thing to do for Cassius Ono though? Well, I think Ono at the moment, if he's happy, then as the guy in that position, by all means, keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? If he wants... I don't think he's going to go anywhere now at that age. Maybe he's looked that he's going to become a world champion anywhere. Do you know what I mean? So with Cassius, is he think to himself... I'm looking to become a trainer more and I can get into performance centre and, and do it that way as opposed to main roster. I mean, I can never see Cassius Ono on the main roster now. Uh, no, I don't think I can either. It'll be so far down the card, it'll be pointless in being there. But, yeah, you know, I think with uh, him looking to be a trainer or something, you know, he's he's definitely got that. And I think it helps that he's someone that you can put in a ring with pretty much anyone. And here's still from. Yeah. Uh, I think that's vital, you know. Safe pair of hands. Especially for the development. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a little bit of uh, Regal in his late years as well, you know, kind of helping the young guys in NXT. Especially, I think he even had a match with Cassius Ono, kind of in that kind of thing, holding guard. And all then again, you can throw in a surprise every now and again. But that is a lovely submission there by Dragunov. The cravat, every time Ono fights it, it gets harder. But that will take the submission off of the knee to the midsection. And a huge chop, but I think he liked that. Well, Dragunov just uh, called Cassius Ono out. He said, give me some more. Oh. Hits him with a lovely <laughs> knee lift. Cassius got a far away look in his eyes. And a beautiful scent on and again, back to that submission. But Cassius being clever, backing up to the ropes, got break. But at the moment, Dragunov's all about having control. And comes running in, but Ono worked to the midsection. Now he's just got the arm. Absolutely, yeah. Cassius Ono certainly with the power. Got the arm and slammed it right along the ring post, along the apron. And he just got Dragunov all tied up and follows it up with a huge boot to the face. And all it took was that one mistake just a couple of minutes ago. Took the half the prize. And Ono now back in control with the arm. Cassius half drags him in the ring but kicks him back out. Got him in an arm lock now. Pulls Dragunov in looking for a cross arm breaker. And just a whip and a manoeuvre of the arm. Trying to take out of his socket all the while Cassius in control. And you can see whilst he's got the arm, the knee goes into the face. And it's all about hurting the other opponent. This is what Ono's doing now. And he kicks the back of the knee, drops Dragunov to his knees. He's got a wrist lock locked in now. Even more pressure. Well, maybe Cassius is uh, tired of people saying that. He's here 
just to look good for other guys. Yeah. He wants to prove a point. And if he can break the arm of NXT UK's newest star, it'd definitely be a huge impact made. Bono gets a big back elbow to the face, followed up by a big kick. Dragunov trying to build up a head of steam. So he just gets thrown face first into the second rope. <laughs> That's nice selling there by Dragunov, but it's the experience of Ono like we spoke about. He didn't use any of his own momentum there, just side switched. And now as Dragunov laying prone, here comes Ono. And what a leg drop by Cassius Ono. Drags him in into a very innovative pin with a leg across the throat and the leg hooks, but only gets a two. Two. I think it's going to take a lot more. And Ono now, a little bit frustrated. Kicks the back of the head of here. A Greco-Roman knuckle lock put in. Cassius going right back to the old school. We've seen with joint manipulation before. And Dragunov's trying to get out of it, but now nerve grip by Ono. The chop didn't get him out, but the forearm for the face did. Ono follows him up as Dragunov is looking to get some momentum. Just kicks him to the side of the face. Ono going back to the arm. Oh, drops Dragunov to the mat. That could be it, but no, Dragunov managing to kick out. Ah. But Ono just keeps grabbing hold of that arm. Ono just trying to squeeze the life out of Dragunov. And the fans slowly get behind him. Dragunov trying to power out of the, uh, the submission hold that Cassius has got locked in. So far, so good. So Cassius locks in a front face lock. And now he's got the arm hooked as he's looking for that suplex, but Dragunov holding on. And now you can see the way Dragunov blocking it. But Cassius Sano responds with a huge elbow to the jaw and clubbing blows across the back of the neck. Now again, got the arm going for the suplex. No, Dragunov turns it around. A lovely vertical suplex for him. But that's all he can manage for now. I do like Dragunov selling. What we've seen in this has been quite entertaining. As he's struggling now to get to his feet alongside Cassius Ono. And now Ono grabbing the injured right arm. Lifting Dragunov all the way up. But Dragunov is still calling out Ono. Spinning chop. And Dragunov's trying to power himself up as he fights back with lefts and rights. Just wrenches the arm round and rips Ono to the floor. There's no doubt Dragunov's not 100%. But now... Flying him with a couple of huge clotheslines into the corner. And the bad right arm with the third clothesline couldn't drop Ono. So he tries again now. But again, Ono won't go down. Has Dragunov got anything left? Cassius responds with a huge forearm of his own to the injured arm of Dragunov. Rips off his uh, elbow pad. But Dragunov ducks a rolling elbow. Huge lariat takedown for Ian now. Getting some momentum. 6-1-9 clothesline. 1-2. No. Cassius with a kick out. Uh-huh. <laughs> 6-1 line. <laughs> and Ono now... Might not know where he is. He struggled to get to his feet. And Dragunov looking to put him away. The undefeated. Well, can he pick up? Oh, no, surely not. Don't call me Shirley, but he's looking to attempt it. He can barely lock his hands. Trying to get him up like kind of neutraliser. Cast fighting out, though. Takes the legs down. Oh! And just stomps the wrist to the mat. Oh, my God. I don't think I've seen it done like that before. Could have shattered the hand of Dragunov. And now Ono with a power bomb. He's got him up, got the arm up. Slams him down. Goes for the cover. One, two, no. Dragunov managing to kick out. <laughs> but Ia is refusing to stay down. Without a doubt, it's the most punishment he's taken in XUK, but he's earning his licks here. And Ono's look really impressive. Absolutely, yeah. And you've got to admire Dragunov's kind of fortitude in this. You know, he's refusing to stay down. He's certainly got some heart and soul. 
But could this be the end? Oh no, begging Dragunov to get up. He's sending the crowd's going to hit the elbow. The Dragunov fights back. Ed rocks Cassius. He's trying that German suplex. Oh no, trying to do his best he can to break the grip of Dragunov though. Well, the hands have been worked on already. But look at the power. Dragunov with everything he's got. He's got Ono. German release. But Ono, the outside. Dragunov can't take advantage. So the Russian hit a German on the American. In England. And now here comes Dragunov. Suicide dive. Takes out Ono. And Ono in all sorts of trouble. This could be the end. Dragunov all the way up. Waving goodbye to Ono. Oh my god. And a huge drop like a coast to coast off the top. Hits Ono. Takes him down. Two. No. Just a two count. Two. Um, I can't believe it. Another can Dragunov. Can't put Ono away. Dragunov trying to go up, but Cassius Ono just too quick. He's got the arm now. Oh my word. His huge right hand knocking Dragunov out on the top. Now a cravat up top. And what's he looking to do? Dragunov trying to fight. I think he was looking for the cravat suplex, but Dragunov managing to fight out. Son, can he get the powerbomb? Cassius Ono looking at him like he's some sort of idiot. Oh my god, though. He can power him up. Well, I don't think Cassius thought he'd be able to pick him up. Powers him down into the cover. One, two, no. Oh, my word. Oh, no. Somehow managing to kick out. Uh. At the last second. And a huge NXT chart. This match has been great. And Dragunov now up on top. And Cassius slowly getting to his feet. And he's using the referee to kind of shield himself. And he throws Dragunov off the top. And he hits his arm on the apron. Uh, on the ring post, even. Cool, that must have been painful. Dragunov clutching at his arm as Cassius throws him into the ring post. And the skull just bounced off the steel. Throws him. Oh no. Looking to finish Dragunov. Rolling elbow. Oh no, going for the cover. One, two, three. Oh my god. And Cassius Ono pins I Dragunov. The undefeated no more. Ono gets the win. Dan, what are your thoughts? I thought it was an absolute brilliant match between the two. It definitely showcased Dragunov's heart and determination. I think this was the victory. It was put in the right way as well. You know, Cassius Ono definitely deserved the victory sooner or later down the line. You know, he's, he shouldn't just be used to put over new talent. And, uh, you know, his wrestling intellect overcame youth and vigour of Dragunov. Yeah, and I'm sure Dragunov will come back and avenge his loss. But like I said, it's good if Ono loses one. You know, if he wins one out of every five, at least you can say, well, there we go, he's still got a chance. You know, lead match that he's got. But I think a great episode of NXT UK and showing kind of, I think Dragunov, I think really impressed me there. Look at his performance quickly. I really liked his selling and I think he'd done quite well on that. What are your thoughts? Absolutely, yeah. Um, Again, you know, I think that kind of neutraliser type finish that he, I don't even know what his finisher is. I presume it's something similar to that. Yeah. But, you know, you want a finisher that you can, can hit on bigger guys such as Cassius Ono, which I don't think he's got. Uh, so, you know, he kind of needs to change up his game plan. But he has got amazing strength for a small guy. Without doubt, it's someone that I want to see again on NXT UK as well. But that's it for now. we move on to our last episode. So our last episode is August 21st from Plymouth. And, of course, on commentary is Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness. We've got less than two weeks to go before TakeOver Cardiff. That means things are going to be hitting the high gear around here. 
This week, that will be a showdown between Volta and Tyler Bate, which has the potential to be one of the best matches we've ever seen around here. Other than that, oh, who cares? As we've got Walter and Bate in the same ring. So, let's get to it. What? Well, there's no opening secrets. Fuck me. There's no opening secrets this week. And our first match is Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barfel versus The Hunt. Eichner and Primate start things off and it's battle over a lock-up to get us going. Anita Rib takes Primate down and it's off the armbar. Primate goes animal and bites the ear so it can be off to Boa versus Barthel. The latter takes him down in an armbar which seems to be the Imperium way. Barthel starts headbutting away in the corner as the fans Walter's bitches. Eichner comes in for some backbreakers on board and it's a spine buster into a kick to the chest. Looked like Barthel was setting for a heart attack but had to pull back. Well, the chin lock goes on, is broken up just as quickly, meaning it's back to Primate to clean house. Barthel knocked outside, but Eitner shoves the hunt into each other. Primate backdrops Barthel outside and hits a cannonball on Eitner, but misses a charge into the corner. Sarah drop kicks into the corner to take care of Primate, and it's spinebuster to Boa. Nigel says, Squirrel Pippin, the power bomb, European uppercut combination, finishes Primate at 7.43. Sid Scaller announces Noam Dar versus Travis Banks for takeover. And Eichner and Barthel aren't interested in an interview. They go into the locker room and a fight is heard as the cameraman is knocked down. Barthel is down and someone in white socks walks away. Who could it be? Well, our next match is Kaylee Ray versus Shax. So I guess Tony Storm will be watching this very carefully, seeing as Kaylee Ray is the number one contender to be facing Tony Storm at takeover. Does Kaylee Ray pose a serious threat to her, Dan? In a word, no. I don't think she does. Uh... I think there's other legitimate challenges for the title, but I think this is more to elevate the status of Tony Storm than to kind of elevate the status of Kaylee Ray. I think she could put up a good fight, but that's about it. But didn't we say that with Cassius Ono in the last episode? Maybe the veteran experience of Kaylee Ray will see her through at Cardiff against Storm. She's going to look to try and be impressive, and of course it's always nice to see uh, a new woman in action, and this is Shaq's. And of course, uh, kind of like a mini Lacey Evans with darker hair as Kaylee Ray, now just on the assault in a corner. But there's no doubt Tony Storm will be watching. Do you think overconfidence could get to Tony Storm then if she takes a? T- um, I don't know. I think uh, I think Kaylee Ray getting a sneak victory is probably the only concern on Tony Storm's mind at the moment. Well, it's good to have a confident champion, but Kaylee Ray is looking to send a message. She's just working over the arm on Shax. Do you like Shax's look? Um, I don't know. I think she's just more cannon fodder for Ray, to be honest. She might build on a look later on. We'll see if there's a future for Shax. But at the moment, like I said, it's all about Kaylee Ray. The date with Destiny with Tony Storm. Let's not forget when we did it start of the year or start last year, World of Sport, Kaylee Ray was a women's champion. And now she's in the next UK to send a message. I'm just completely dominant now. Picking up Shax with a suplex. Well, Shaq's turning it round into a quick roll-up attempt, but only a two count. Two. And then she gets immediately shut down with a clothesline from a very pissed-off Kaylee Ray. Well, Kaylee Ray nearly got caught out, but now she's going to put the hurt on Shaq's. He throws her into the corner. Oh, and a huge slap across the chest. Irish whip, but Shaq's gets sent back into the same corner she come from. Then hits a rolling forearm and then starts working away at the midsection of Kaylee Ray. Well, credit to Shaq's. She gets to her feet now. Comes off the cell, double springboard there, but gets caught with a kick to the face. And now this could be it, Kaylee Ray picking her up. And the gory bomb goes for the cover, Kaylee Ray, one, two, two three. And that is it. 
Well, I think with Katie Ray, there's definitely something in there, and I think you've got to uh, counter out your own peril. I think she's got an excellent chance against Tony Storm at Cardiff, especially we've seen this focus, Kaylee Ray, which didn't take much time, and she took out Shaxx in a good match. Yeah, you know, it was a certainly dominating match from Kaylee Ray, and uh, I think this helps her in a run-up to the match against Tony Storm. But post-match, Ray says we're almost to Cardiff but has to pause for the Tony chance. Ray knows what kind of weak and fragile kind of person that Tony can be, and she's taking the title at TakeOver. Cue Tony, but Ray says she knows why Tony's home. Ray goes home to friends and family, but Tony goes home to nothing and no one. The only thing she has is the title, and that's not lasting. Well, Ray was her friend for years, and she said about everyone leaving Tony. Has she ever thought that it's her? Tony is the reason they don't talk anymore, and now all of her boyfriends moved on. She's also the reason her dad walked out of the family, and that's a right hand to the face. Well, that's getting a bit deep, but we get a video on Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffey in the last man standing match at TakeOver. Both guys count to 10 and promise to win the big rematch. Oliver Carter is here next week. Oliver Carter? Well, Jordan Devlin wants to know why he isn't on the TakeOver card. Kenny Williams comes up to challenge him for next week. Well, the two of them leave and we pan over to Walter yelling at Alexander Wolfe. Walter isn't happy about what happened because there was no order of structure. He'll meet Bate in the ring tonight anyway. And it's Mark Andrews versus James Drake for our next match. If Andrews wins, he and Webster are added to the tag team title match at TakeOver. So here we go. Huge implications. Will we see Grizzle Young Vets just versus Gallus or can Morgan Webster flash and Mark Andrews get a shot here tonight? What you hope? Who are you backing here in this one? Um, I'm backing Andrews. I want to see him added to it. I think he, him and uh, Webster Morgan flash can add some excitement to the match. I think it would be good to see a face team involved as well. And, uh, but then again, have we discounted Grizzle Young Vets recently? Are they a good tag team? Are they a great tag team? And then it's UK. They've held the championship since January. What are your thoughts on both men? Um, I, I don't know. I think they're a good team, but I, I would like to see someone else as tag team champs, personally. But I think as characters, I think they've been they're doing well. I think there's more uh, potential for Zach Gibson. I think James Drake in ring has performed quite well. I think both guys are good wrestlers. I think it's been a good tag team. So if we're looking at who's going to be next tag team champions... Andrew's going to have a shout at it tonight to be involved at TakeOver. He can get past Drake. But they've been on the roll. The champions haven't lost. They haven't, no. They have. Uh, they certainly have been very dominating. And I've got to say, I like them. I like them. Both men have got their partners at ringside to protect them. There's a colour and elbow top to start. Drake trying to grab the arm. Andrew's getting tied up by Drake. As we talked about before, you you think bigger things for Andrew, though, didn't you? Oh, yes. Um, I think, you know, he could be on the Ali slash Ricochet slope calibre on the main roster. I think certainly think he has got a lot, a lot of talent. I mean, the stuff this guy does in the ring, that's unbelievable to see. He's been around WWE a little while now. He's not really had his chance. It would be nice to see him on the TakeOver card. As Andrews gets himself free and just throws uh, Drake, looks for a hitlock takedown, but that gets blocked, so he goes the other side and takes him down instead. So what are your thoughts on James Drake, then? Like I said, I think he's a good technical worker. I think what we see, maybe personality... Lacks a little bit, but I think he's in Gibson's shadow. I think what Gibson brings out is something that I could see being uh, an NXT UK champion. And I don't think that's a, an overall shout. But with Drake, I think he needs a little bit more work. But there's no denying what he can do in the ring. You know, he has been impressive over these past few months. Andrew's taking Drake down. He's having a word in his corner now. 
A two-man back to square one now, facing off as uh, Drake gets the upper hand this time. A clubbing blow to the back and a side headlock. Andrew's getting out of it, though, running the ropes, hits the Hurricane Runner. And sends Drake flying across the ring. Now Bill Momentum kicks him down. Beautiful standing moonsault. Goes to the cover, but Drake managing to kick out. Ah. And just like that, it springs into life. But Drake there using a bit of intelligence. Sending Andrew's head first into the second turnbuckle. Now he's got the high flyer down and just kicking the shit out of him. Short arm clothesline. Goes into the cover. Two. No, just a two count. Two. Well, Drake just sending Andrews into the corner. Huge forearms. Just taking control of this match. Running kick to the jaw into another cover. But again, only two count. Two. Well, it must not be good there hearing Gibson shouting along here as well. It's a single match that's like a tag team at the moment. Can Drake put Mandrews away? Here he goes. Snap suplex. Floats over. Goes for the cover. But again, Mandrews up at two. Two. Andrews starting a fight back, but Drake just cuts him off with a huge blow to the jaw. Irish whip. Mandrews holds onto the top rope. Hits back with a back elbow. Catch him with a kick to the side of the head. Mandrews perched on, perched on the second rope, but Drake just drags him off. Sends him into the top turnbuckle. I think the Grizzled Young Vets want to keep the champion's advantage going into this match. So they definitely don't want Mandrews and Webster in it. Well, even at the moment with this beating that's going on, even if Mandrews managed to fluke somehow a victory, he's not going to be 100% there working that lower back expertly. I say they because it's Gibson who's basically the tag team partner in his corner giving advice. And Drake now just going to slow it down, just take all the energy out of Andrews. Now Drake's just wearing Andrews down. Well, Andrews there just kind of dragging Drake into the corner, separating the two for now. Drake. I hope we see a stunner. It's too quick at the moment. Got a submission locked back in on Andrews. But Andrews with a roll through, double foot stomp. Now can Andrews get back into this? Andrews with a kick to the midsection, a knee lift, and a huge forearm rocks Drake, who slides on his knees, catches a step up in Seguri, knocks James out of the ring, comes flying through, takes out Drake. Sends him halfway up the ramp. Takes him, throws him back into the ring. And this is the pace that Mandrews likes. No. Drake catches Andrews out of the ground. But Andrews turns it around into a lovely DDT. Plants him to... No. Very close, but Drake managing to kick out. Ah. Uh, well, Drake and Gibson will know now how close they came to letting Mandrews and Morgan Flash Webster into this match. So who would you rather have in your ear? Morgan Webster Flash or Zach Gibson? Gibson. I think Webster's a little bit of a dork. I don't want to hate to say it. But Drake, they're getting caught by Mandrews going up now. It looks a bit like Jay from in between us. Yeah. It's... Oh, a lovely wheelbarrow into Bulldog there for Andrews. And now he's looking to go up and finish it. But here comes Gibson and distracts him, even though his tag team partner's there to stop distractions. And Drake comes running in with a huge drop kick into the pin. No. No. Andrews manages to kick out. Oh. And Drake is furious that he can't put Mandrews away. Huge right hands trying to go for the cover. But again, Mandrews just out of two. Two. Andrews doing everything he can to block the strikes. He might loosen a few teeth there. Drake now having a go at Webster as well as Mandrews. Got hold of the beard. Well, that pisses Mandrews off. He gets up to his feet and just starts striking away at Drake. Oh, but a step up into Guri stops Andrews in his tracks again. Now look at the slam him. No! Oh my word! Well, electric chair boost turned into a reverse Rana into the cover. But just a two for Andrews. Two! Oh, what an incredible move that was. Oh, wait a minute. 
Gallus have come down and they're taking out Webster Flash Morgan. Uh, Coffee and Wolfgang putting a beating on. Now Gibson getting in their face. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, Wolfgang's having to be held back. Now Drake's going to suplex Mandrews. There you go. You got what you wanted to start. Two, three. Yeah. And that is it. Andrews and Morgan Flash have been added to the match. Well, how happy are you? Not only did we see the move, but he got to, he, he won it with it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, what a great moment. So, yes, we know now at TakeOver, it will be the Grizzly Young Vets versus Gallus versus Flash Morgan Webster and Mandrew. So, we get a returning Trent Seven through the crowd with the announcers thinking that he was the one that attacked Imperium. Well, let's have a look at his socks. Because we saw the guy earlier attacked him was wearing white socks. He hasn't got any on. I can't, yeah. So, well, Trent Seven's back after the beating at the hands. I mean, how many power bombs? At least five from Volta. At least seven power bombs from Volta. Oh my god, and Walter's not happy what he did to Imperium. Yeah, the UK champs out, and here's Wolf. Oh. But he gets caught by Tyler Bate, who is wearing white socks. And Tyler Bate here with a ch- Have they sucked in Walter? It was four on two, and now it's two on one. And where's Walter going to go? Oh, well, he looks for the easy option going towards Trent Seven away from the chair, but he gets caught with a huge uppercut. And now into Tyler Bate, who's got a chair in his hands. He swung so hard when he missed it hurt his own hands, but Trent Seven's come out to help. Shot to the midsection of the back from bait. A bit of retribution there for Mustache Mountain. And Trent Seven <laughs> going back for Wolf and just wailing away at him. And now Bait again. Oh. No, but Walter kicks the chair out of Bait's hands. Oh, my God. And a slap to the chest. And this could be it now. Throwing Bait. No. <laughs> back of the neck, bounce off the ropes into a clothesline to Walter. No, he can't, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he's getting Volta south for the Tyler driver. Uh, Boom! And he hits it. Well, I tell you something, if he hits it a takeover, that'll be it. Glorious jolts and all. I mean, Tyler Bate made an impression. Dan, what are your thoughts? Absolutely brilliant, yeah. It's good to see um, Mustache Mountain definitely getting a lot of retribution there. And can Tyler Bate become a two-time champion? Me? Off. Well, without a doubt, and as he holds the NXT UK title in his hands, he was the first champion. He wants his title back. And it is, you know, when wrestlers say, I want my title back, but it was actually Tyler Bates to begin with. Uh, so the, you can call it his title. And another thing I love, the faces outsmarted the hills in this one here. And Trent Seven looking on, and he's smirking. No, James, he hasn't got a square on his gob. He's got a smile on his face because he knows Mustache Mountain have overcame... The ring camp for now. Well, Tyler Bates standing over Walter now with the NXT UK title on his hands. But what will happen at TakeOver? My God. Well, before we go, let's have a quick update on the TakeOver card. Well, we have got, of course, as we've seen there, the NXT UK title on the line. And it's Volta defending against Tyler Bate. And then the NXT Tag Team title, it's uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews versus Gallus versus Grizzled Young Vets. The Women's Championship on the line. That's Tony Storm defending against Kaylee Ray. Last man standing, Joe Coffey versus Dave Mastiff. And we've got Noam Dar versus Travis Banks in a grudge match. So what are your thoughts on the card then? Does it excite you, Dan? Um, well, I'm definitely looking forward to the NXT UK title match. That just goes without saying. The NXT tag match, I think now that Webster and Mandrews are in it, it's going to be a lot more entertaining. The Women's title match, meh. Man standing match, Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff. Now that is going to fucking tear the whole house down. 
Uh, Noam Dar versus Travis Banks. It looks good. It looks like it could be a very good match on paper, but we'll see if both men can deliver on that. Right, uh, no, I am super hyped for this. I think I'm more excited about this card than I was at the last NXT TakeOver card. Only because each match has got its own thing to do. I think Storm and Kayla Ray is going to surprise you. Uh, hopefully, it will surprise me as well. Uh, I think everything else is just going to deliver. I think, you know, then again, I'm a huge fan of Noam Dar, so I'm happy he's on the card. And like I said, let's see it, like maybe a stunt in the last man standing match. Anyway, that is it for now. But our next episode, Dan... It is on Saturday night and we are live at 5pm for the live pre-show as we run through the card, bring you games, all the news and the latest, the last episode of NXT UK before the TakeOver event yeah. itself. So we will be live tomorrow at 5 and then Sunday we'll bring you the entire event. Uh, we'll release it as we do. So what a weekend it is for NXT UK uh, so that's it for now. Like I said, we know what our next episode is. You can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at John Score Rollins. We're across the Google platform, so listen email to WWE Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review Podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. All the latest clips on there. Podcasts go up on YouTube. Same time as other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're on Speaker Radio. We've got a live show tomorrow. We'll post a link on Twitter. You can follow it across all the social media platforms as well at 5pm on Stitcher Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. And the website, the WNRpodcast.com, it is coming along nicely and it will be up very soon. So that is it for now. Don't forget tomorrow live at 5. But until then, I've been James Rollins and as always, I was joined by... Damn right. Thanks for listening to me and bye. Bye.